Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. Look, you're fucking trying to get the mic down me fucking throat. Everybody is. Really? <laughs> I see you've had problems in your life, sir. Just, just oh, lean man. in, Mick. Just lean in. Definitely. Lean in. Like yeah. I could... I could pull it to me. Yeah. How long you know Nahood? About three days. No, that's fi- about, as, like, <laughs> about as long as you need to know him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 15 years I've known that kid. How is that 15 years? What year is it? 1992. No, right now, 2020. It's actually a decent amount yeah, of time. Yeah, 16, 15, 16 years. Yeah. yeah. It's. There's something weird going on here, but it's not homosexual. I mean, I don't I mind mean, if it is. At a certain point, mind. you know. Yeah, and it's homosexual. At a certain point, you experiment. Not anymore. <laughs> There's a <Right>. certain point. <laughs> He's kidding, by the way, ladies. No, no, he's no, just no, like, no. like, you no, know. No, many a true word was spoken <laughs> in You're chest. right, though. You're, you are right about that. <laughs> oh, All right, dear. man. Mick what Rock can Part the matter two? be? I remember this recite when it's an old English thing. Two old ladies got stuck in a lavatory. What did they do? I don't know. I've lost it, man. What did they do? Two old ladies got stuck in a lavatory. What did they yeah, do? Yeah, so something about what they did. I remember when I was little. That was some, I think we thought it was slightly waggish. You know, as, as a six-year-old, you say something like that hmm. without saying anything. And and explain for American people what waggish means. Well, yeah, waggies is like a bit of a rake, a bit of a lad, you know, something, something, japing, like oh, like uh, a bit of ribbing. Well, ribbing could come into it, but it's not necessarily an exact translation of the emotion. But but so you're right. It's very good, by the way. That was what when I was sitting about, I was laying on the bed going. Okay, so what should I do about but getting someone to shoot it, whatever it is, you know, paying them not... Well, it's got to be a bit stupid. Otherwise, what's the point in doing it, right? Wouldn't you say? We could each get one of these. Yeah, I like and, them. And each... This is, a you know, 800 bucks. You get the pro mic. You can get a smaller one, more stealthy than that one. <sighs> and we each get a GoPro, and we put a little mic on top of that, which I, that one's kitted out for. And then we just, like, pass them back and forth, film each other, talk, film the people. Then we give it to an editor, a, a.k.a. Ehud. <laughs> oh, Ehud. And, and, Ehud's a great editor. And then, and then we fucking just do one a week, you know, shopping yeah. with Joe and Mick. Yeah. And just start, start that and show. Are we shopping for clothes? You no, know, we're, we're like shopping for whatever, but we're like just, it's, whatever's, it's whatever's about the conversation available. and it's just like, you know, slices of life. Nice. But, it, but like it's framed around, we're going shopping and okay, we have to buy something at every like shop weekly, we yeah. go to. We have to use, and we have to buy something. We have to use your every, money because no. you're more like a producer, oh, yeah. whereas we're like idiot artists yeah. to buy whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, dude, I'll, I'll give you guys an expense account. By the way, once oh, this shit. show blows up, we're gonna get so much free stuff. They're gonna be like, "Come shop with us, Mick and Joe." Yeah, well, I've They'll heard Joe. Like, I've heard Joe is not actually free. Yeah, I've heard tell. I'm a rent he, for I'm Doshing a, at his favors, oh, he yeah. likes a little bit of cough yeah. up. On I was the there end. way before OnlyFans. Ah, ah. <laughs> so there in life, way before uh, an insightful. Yeah. So yes, Sue. Well, she yeah. just said, you, do you want to do a show? Oh, fuck it, yeah. That was the beginning of it. It was. And it was Sue, before Sue the said, COVID. you guys should do a show. Oh, you're talking about something else, or are you talking about now? I'm talking about, yeah, I mean, I milk, is, which I've used lots over the years, but it's not there anymore. It's moving oh. to Brooklyn. Oh, you're talking about this show. I thought we were talking about our TV shows. Too. Oh, well, that's a whole other animal. Oh, okay, know, no, yeah. let's talk about this uh, show. But I so did, Sue was like... Now, let uh, me the, tell you, yeah. the, thing, the, the idea that really made me very hesitant was that thing about the bestiality and who actually had to do it. And I thought, well, I don't see why I should have been the one who'd have to commit some acts of best. Do you? Do you, Ehud? You thought I was now, you know, a you gamer. Talk, and now are we talking about our show again? <laughs> <laughs> With bestiality, I feel like... I lost track. <laughs> I think we're talking about our show again. We're five minutes in, I lost, Listen, I lost it track. Listen, the bestiality, good. that was just a suggestion. You don't have to go through with it. 
Hey, yeah, who, but hey, I didn't, who thought it would be a good idea? I think it was those big mafiosi-looking guys you were <laughs> hanging out with. Got to be a little bit wild. Well, you know, we all go through our rough patches. Well, rough patches, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I remember. And we come out the other side. So where are we? Explain where we we're are. We're actually down, it's like Soho on the edge of Little Italy. I'm not going to mention the exact address. We okay. don't want it to be too attractive. That's true. They'll all be wanting to come here and do things. So, But I thought this was like an art show. Well, that was the idea of it. But then she said, well, why would you want to do sessions here, Mick? Mm. I said, yeah. Because, I mean, it was easy with Marley. She was just staying down the road at the Bowery. Mm. And didn't really have to do anything to this place. Just move around. Uh, you know, it was, I mean, she had a wrestling the tiger to start with. I mean, that created a whole different thing. Where'd the tiger come well, from? Th- uh, he's Mick Mrs. He's talking about Miley Cyrus, who we photographed last yeah. week here in this, in this space. For those Thanks yeah. for not keeping knowing it. Thanks what for he's keeping talking it about. Together. <laughs> oh, oh, right, the idiot. Miley yeah. is Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Hey, who's the translator, I guess? Well, he seems to be, and he's not doing a terrible job. No. So where, where's, what's the nature of the tiger? I think it, it, it just, just lives there. Oh. I don't know why. I think Missy... Was became enamored of him, and, and he moved in, and that was that. She's a very interesting lady, and a very unexpected outlook on life. Like what? I think she has a certain generosity of spirit, mm. and she likes to encourage. She definitely likes to encourage art. And she's got a lot of abundance, so maybe well, her people, giving. yeah, well, knows whatever. No, but it can only people, be fun. When people give a lot, then they get a lot. Yeah, well, that's what the yogis tell you. Right, so this just seems yeah. like an example of that. It does seem like an example, and I hadn't thought of it for someone who, who's so every day. I mean, I am. What do you, I, I what almost do you never miss that? a day. Oh. Start oh, with the meditation and the headstand. Yeah. And then to go into the career and then use the brain machine do some chanting you know just keep it all tuned up i've seen you trespassing on people's lawns if you don't mind me pointing it out to you sir my wife spotted you she said this is a very strange man out um and of course darling it was you i thought oh yeah he's got the right spirits i was doing a headstand in mick's yard yeah, that could have been. Just explaining. I'm being, doing Ehud's job of translating now. <laughs> so yeah. I was thinking, and then I thought, what about that amazing double act who came around recently, named Ehudso? I just thought I could appeal to you with a sense of like art. I yeah. thought art might do it, you know? Yeah. Come on, that's my, oh, fuck you, Jack. You know? Yeah. But art, Mick Wright only does it for art. Well, he likes to get paid too. Yeah. But that's a kicker, you know. Yeah. But he doesn't have to get paid always. Sometimes he does it just because he loves it. Right. I don't know that... Well, I mean, you know, Miley is a... In, in pop culture, is a big deal. So it's the... But her spirit, I knew the minute... I, I hadn't thought about to be, you know, well, maybe I should shoot this one or that one. But how did it, how I did said, it come oh, up? Because the guy that's producing her is is a friend of mine for many years. Mm. And he's been saying, you need to photograph Miley. And Miley also bought a big Bowie print. And I'm, I'm not, and I was sure, you know. I wasn't thinking about it. Right. Till I saw her do help. And I went, whoa. You've got to see that. Okay. It's just her in a big fucking stadium. And, and she's put in the power into it. So. Was she, is she aware of like Lou and David Bowie and all that? Do you know, fans? we didn't, we, I know her producer is. Right. Um, we never got... I mean, I didn't hang out with her long enough. I did hang out a bit here and there. And the shoot, and now we're doing a bunch of discussion through... Um, Emails and mail. Yeah, through all, the, all. through all the stuff. Is because they've you, got to get an album cover in by fucking Wednesday. That's what I was asking. I was asking if... So, if, I was like, it's, so it's for an album cover. It's for an album cover. Yeah. Congratulations. It, well... I don't know what I don't know what it means now. An album cover. It'll be a main promo picture. That's great. And stuck on a package or two. I can't it? wait to see it. Well, 
Uh, I don't know if, I mean, she's been sending me particular part of this. I mean, I always shoot, it must be, you know, some deep-rooted insecurity. But I always have to shoot a lot when I shoot. And yet sometimes, when I haven't shot very much, some of the, some of the, uh, some of the masterpieces show up at the door saying, well, we didn't cost much, did we, Mick? But we threw you a masterpiece. Yeah. You know, imagine Lou. Right. He hadn't made money for anybody. Lou? No, not after Velvet Underground. They didn't make him. Later, that cha- everything changed. Everything changed, yeah. But his solo albums were always kind of struggling, I guess, in commercial well, he only, sense. To be, right? He only did one solo album before the Transformer cover. Mm. And, um, and then that picture wouldn't go away. Mm. It's just stuck around the often, but he never complains. The other ones he loves are, well, hey, who? Wow, that one over there, Joseph. Look at that. But that one he loved. That was like the the session that he loved after the Transformer. And this was shot around the time that I shot Coney Island Baby, and he was over, and Rachel was hanging about. And um, anyway, we've got these fantastic shots. And there's another one. Look, that one over there. That one over there. Same session. Look at Lou. He never Let's looked better. The, one on, the second one down, not, oh. not, the, not Hedwig. Yeah, he loved that shoot. He looked glamorous. Yeah. And thin. And thin. Oh, for sure. Well, he was... I mean, he was married to um, to Speed at the time. I mean, he was. I mean, Lou was so far ahead of it all. Fucking heroin. I mean, what else came out of that? He he there was a tape of him and I listening to heroin, and him saying that he felt he had to write a song for all the junkies in New York, you know. I thought, that's so big and from the heart. Well, he had his bout, but he did. The thing with Lou is he was a very willful bugger. So when he decided he didn't want to do it anymore, he stopped. He stopped. He had the willpower. Uh, Miss Deborah, that was taken... No, that was 70s, and that was taken a bit before. She was, um, whatever, she looked fantastic. And that day especially, she looked amazing. Um, And one of them was on the, oh, that blue one over there. That was on the cover of a men's magazine, Penthouse magazine. And um, I don't know. It wasn't really like it was a regular career. It was just stuff I just got handed around. And I, w- I would shoot anything, I suppose. But what I really came to enjoy most was to, you know, do a photo session. We could go into, into a cave. And while in that cave, explore. See what we could get out of it. And that's I often feel that with a session. <laughs> Shrivel the brain down right there into that single energy. And things happen. It's not that logical. I mean, when you do a painting, if it were logical, you would actually get locked away for it. You, you get my meaning, do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, I just wanted to be clear about it. You know? <laughs> I don't have any objection to your being mm. bats in the belfry, but, you know, it was a consideration. He's got a lovely pair of legs, this A-Hood. Anyway, yes, and there's David, and there's raw power over there, too. Look at that. Did you know those that care enough that Transformer and raw power were shot at the same, um, the same location uh, uh, but um, 24 hours apart. Imagine that. That was a brace, I thought. Oh, it's Aussie. Look, I even, look, I even like 
yeah, I don't know if it's you call it gay picture of Ozzy, but if ever there was one, that was it. Mm-hmm. He's cute. He's cute, man. I love that picture of him, to be honest. Yeah, he and is. he's still got the hand tattoo, so it looks cool. Oh yeah. Should we? Get, oh, you know what? We're on an episode of Shopping with Joe and Nick, we should go get tattoos. He, he wants to go and he wants to go and shop. He has this thing about going shopping with me. It's a little kinky, I think. That's, it's very <laughs> kinky. Why does Joe want to go shopping with me? It's kinky. Yes, like so. Um, I think this atmosphere is the right atmosphere for me to do a show. Of course, that Queen image is over there. You've got to get that, darling. I know it, it could all be a little bit more logically designed as regards what should be shot. But it's really just about seeing them and having a bit of banter, right? A bit of banter. Mm -hmm. Or not. It's all that fucking Yeah, but banter. how do you get like everybody like to look, a, like, like what we were saying, like you look, make them look good and uh, beautiful, but on a, oh, with an edge? No, darling, I don't know. It's something about their spirit performing for your spirit, I think. You bring I think it it's something about the timing, too. And we were all a bit puffy anyway, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. So. Well, you couldn't play dress up unless you're a bit... I always think that's, you know, that's acting. Yeah. So, I don't know. I was, I didn't even, I thought, oh, I'm not doing enough work. Right. Not, you've done so, because there's so much of my work that isn't even out there. Yeah. Because um, there are only so many minutes in a day. Well, that's what's fun about this day and age is we have to find other ways and it's making And we it, can. And it's making us invent shit. And we can. Yeah, it's, it's really That's interesting. The thing. It was, and, and also get into conversation. I mean, you've been like ravaging young men and not so young men around town for since COVID started, right? Or is it something you were already doing? Um, I was doing that since like 86. Oh, you've been doing like podcasts? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we've been doing the podcast the entire time, except we're, like we took at least like six weeks off where we just like quarantined and all that. And then I tell you, the key is not to be too easy to get. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you can overplay your hand as well. You know, mm. in my time, I've underplayed and overplayed. But tonight, what was more fun? Well, I think this is, um, Am I in the mood? No, we've got to do the pictures. Cause light, was... up, light up the joint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I forgot. You forgot. I was holding <laughs> a little thing in my... Ehud, we need to get let Ehud smoke. Not today. Yeah, dude, you need to. <laughs> what does he need to? <laughs> he needs to. He needs to, like... I got responsibility. <laughs> he he needs have to responsibilities, you know. You have a responsibility to the joint. So <laughs> what's that? Your new move? <laughs> You're pointing the camera at me. Uh, oh, that's what you do with the camera. Is that what you do with the fucking camera? That's what he does. Isn't it? No. Oh yeah, that's so you don't get the. Uh, hey, do you know this trick, Mick? The so you don't have that poofy putty lip thing. No, this one. I do it to my pets sometimes, and they give me such a look, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good thought, though. I like doing that. Mm -hmm. But I need a lighter because... I handed you one. Oh, sorry. But I can, I, I'll go fetch another one. Oh, will you fucking... I'll go fetch. I'll go fetch. Yeah. Ah, but you know what? You found No, it. no, that's not. That's for me lips. I think you have to go and get one, darling. But we do, I want to, like the Kate Moss picture, I should look very un-Kate Moss too. But when she talked about wanting me to shoot her, I thought, but I don't, what's the point in shooting you like everybody else, like all this fashion stuff? I'm going to show you the way I know the real you, which is rock and roll Kate. I think one of the early days when I met her, I said, of course, 
you couldn't have hung out with us in the old days. You know, like, I don't know why the fuck I said something so stupid. But anyway, I did say it, and I remember it. And she went, oh, I hung out with Keith Richards for four nights. About, well, she's you know? wearing Lou's shirt, too, the photo you took. Oh. That's like- As it happens, yeah, I did some <clears throat> with an Iggy T-shirt, with a Lou, uh, and with a Bowie one. What did she say about hanging out with Keith? Well, she, she stayed up all for four nights with Keith. That's... You know, I hadn't done it. it. Was you know, it was like if you're talking about the social order, he who I don't think I'm going to give this to him, you know, because I don't like the fucking hat. <laughs> no, no, no. I would have liked a boater. <laughs> I don't know. It's T Rex. It, it's not bad. Oh, it's slash, I guess. I'll take it off. Well, you can't flash me. No, 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 it's, it's, it's too homosexual, this flashing stuff that's going on. You know? I said slash. Oh, well, that's what I thought you said, flash. Slash. Oh, you're being flash. flashy. The gu- guitar player for Guns N' Roses. Slash. Slash. Flash. I thought like you the, said. He wears the hat. Yes, he indeed he does. <laughs> and he's a very nice person, too. Saul. But he's, but he's a nice guy. I'm sure he is. He's um, surprised he would hang out with the sort of gentleman personally <laughs> but i mean so she, this is like a little set there's lots of different places you can shoot in here so i didn't it was just there where did you guys shoot right there well different part, places Look in there's here. a strip in the middle too. um uh over here on one of the chairs in the little i don't know in the, there are about six or eight little places and to make an interesting picture it doesn't have to be full of stuff it doesn't have not to be but you know I don't I like it when there's less in there because you you can you can taste the blood a little better taste the blood well you ought to be able to lick it you know the blood yeah so stuff makes it harder to taste the blood I think when they get a bit older, yeah. I think it's something, you know, everything gets a little bit... The tubes aren't so elastic, you know. Would you like a bit more of this, darling? Okay. I think you should have some. It's funny, why does one do the things that one does? You know, why did you become a photographer, mate? I don't really know. I don't know. LSD. Something to do with LSD. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt about that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was probably going on about that. It's one of his obsessions, LSD and photography. Yeah. Wouldn't have happened otherwise. Why not? You wouldn't have seen the magic in it? I just wouldn't have seen how much magic there could be. Ah. And, um, And this opened that door. The other thing in those days was... You really didn't know, nobody really knew, and you didn't really know how much you were taking, you know? Right. That's that the, was a big thing. That's the same as it is now. Is it? Yeah. I mean, if somebody sells you blotter acid. Yeah, this was blotter acid, yeah. How do you know how strong, there's no way to know how strong it is. No, especially as the guy who gives it to you is probably on acid as well. So he has no idea, way of knowing. It's, um, but that did change. I mean, I think it, it was LSD more than anything else that changed the culture, gave people another, how to look at the culture with a completely new eye. It wasn't, um, I wasn't, I never thought much about photography. It was just something that seemed to work and I wasn't I was getting paid much money so it didn't really matter right but I was making a bit of money and I was you could survive in the middle of London or New York with very little money back then you know did you have other things like oh I'm this yeah, is, I, would write I do photography bits. but I do other stuff what else well I, I, I would sometimes do little interviews with people that I would photograph mm. and um, but maybe art directed it, it's um I don't know. It wasn't planned. It was, one thing kept rolling in, into another one. Right. It wasn't like I had an agent or anything like that. But, uh, and especially for like, a rock photographer, that's not really exactly 
you know, top of the game. Nowadays, it kind of is. Who else was there, like, at that time that was, like, a big rock and roll photographer, though? That you... Well, I knew, I didn't know him so because he was in New York, I was in London. It was Bob, Bob Gruen. Right. He's been a mate of mine for many years. He's, um, and he's a character. Mm-hmm. Definitely. How'd you meet him? Probably late night, some night, somewhere, you know. And were you fans of each other's work, or...? I think it was enough that we, who knew how to judge it? Who knew, oh, oh, he's a great rock photographer. Uh, yeah, but no one ever talked about rock photography until about two and a half years ago. So how do you judge <laughs> it? You know, and then gradually, uh, obviously the passage of time. I know when I, 96, had the heart attacks, went in and... Um, I, uh, I started to realize there was money people were interested in the early stuff i thought it would come and be forgotten i mean maybe whatever you know with david lou and but it's been a while since people have been super interested in those albums and photos that you took raw power or the well i mean to be fair to all the they are whatever it means highly regarded right that's for sure how much money they made i don't know i mean i have no idea and I didn't really think about that because you could get by without a lot of money mm. in London or New York. And you could have a good time. You didn't have to... I didn't think a lot about money. I mean, you had to think about it a little bit here and there. Mm. But um, it was a unique time and you couldn't find somebody all the time. That's, there is one thing. I mean, there are too many positive things when it comes to the visual world about the internet, but um, still, I mean, I did, I do miss a time so long ago now when nobody knew where the fuck I was, mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't have a phone and nobody did. Yeah, and I everything was, was so much more mysterious. Yeah. Like you would saw your images, maybe you see a picture of you in page six, something like that. Yeah, but none of it was a big deal per se, but it was fun. It was, what else are you going to do? I mean, yeah, it's a bit, well, all of that stuff. I mean, that first Velvet Underground album, I remember hearing that. And it did have, it didn't sound like anything else out there. Right. But, of course, I'll Be Your Mirror. I mean, that's, that. I mean, what, Lou wrote it for her to sing to him. That's, you know. I mean, yeah. He uh, he used to um, he used to complain that nobody recognised his guitar playing. I thought that was funny that he would get upset about. Well, they do call you a genius. Uh, uh, maybe they maybe well whatever. You're you're given your own respect. You are regarded as being something of a creative genius. Mm-hmm. Fuck creative genius! I want the guitar stuff. You know what's so funny <laughs> is he was really into guitar and like the technical aspects of it and like the chords and all that stuff mattered. The technical aspects. He had like a Moog guitar. I got one at, from the factory, and then because of him, because of him, and I texted him that I was like having buyer's remorse, and he wrote back to me, "Don't have buyer's remorse. That thing is godly." Godly. He said the word godly. Uh. Isn't that funny? It was like a sustain guitar, crazy yeah. sustain. Well, Lou, Lou was a very, he was a very, very bright lad, you know? And yeah. he'd had something. He'd had his, you know, electroshock treatment. Yeah, but he was so inventive with the guitar, I can understand why. And he... Uh, he wanted the respect for he it. He wanted the respect for it. And he, like one time, too, I remember him... Like, this sounds super name-droppy because... No, we, we were like, allowed. We knew Lou well. And, we were allowed to... And, he was our he, friend. Yeah, and he, like, was showing me some headphones or something, and then his iPhone, it had the Van Halen. The Van, oh, Halen, yeah. Van Halen 1 was what, was what came up on his iPhone. I was, like, blown away. But it makes sense because it's, like... Fucking Eddie Eddie Van Halen is like one of the best ever guitar players. So it's like, and of, course, took, of course, I never Lou took much notice him. of Van Halen. I mean, you you could hear that he was, um, yeah, he could fucking play a guitar, but 
that's not yeah it was, was so, not enough to stop me it was it was so much more than that though too because yeah, the he was, sound of the thing was so alien and just like otherworldly but Lou was a different animal yeah he came out of a completely different fucking weird area right but his guitar solos in the velvet days where he uh, would yeah. just go like those noise solos were like yeah. they were like Ornette Coleman or something they were like jazz well he was a big fan of all that stuff yeah he was a big jazz fan they're yeah. great and so I can, and also the metal machine music is like kind of groundbreaking. I remember when he recorded that. Really? In London. And he, he did it in London? Did he record it in London or did he, had he just recorded it in New York and he had flown over for some reason? I can't, can't remember, to be honest with you. But I remember him, there was a guy called Bob Ring who was the A&R man at RCA Records. Because they signed a cluster. It was Bowie, it was Lou Reed, mm-hmm. and it was Ray Davis and the Kinks. Wow. All, the all best signed. Yeah. I mean, that was a golden era, those three. But then came Walk on the Wild Side and the Transformer cover, and he had an image and he had a thing. And he also made a bit of money. Right. Which wasn't a, a fucking, was not a crime. No. You know? It's, uh, and then he like did metal machine music. Well, then, that was a fucking like a weird one, and that and that like al- annihilated or alienated. I mean, a lot of yeah. things. But then he comes out with Coney Island Baby right after that. Lou was, but you couldn't catch Lou. Lou, Lou was he was tricky. You couldn't pin him down. Right. He uh, he he. Uh, he was about as pure a rock and roll artist as you could ever get. I mean, you could argue that for some other people, but there's no doubt with Lou. Yeah. He was a different animal. But I... Um, when did you realize that? After, like... Well, no, I knew long? it before I met him. I, didn't, I wasn't thinking about the guitar. I was thinking about Lou Reed and the lyrics. And, and he represented something like New York. Mm-hmm. You think of rock and roll, okay, they're the Beatles and Liverpool and Lou and the Velvets and New York. That's Can't true. think of any other band that is totally identified. With New York? Well, with any city. I mean, I suppose you could claim Bob Marley and... Uh, Jamaica. Uh, Jamaica, yeah. Like, maybe like Brian Wilson in California? Yeah. I think that's a legitimate sort of. one. He was... Uh, but this... The idea, but yeah, Lou is New York. What? Lou is New York. Well, he consumed it. He just like it's very hard. I mean, I've written things about Lou. I've taken pictures. I've gotten involved with touring shows, and he's um, he's totally unique. And I've got tapes of him just chatting. Used a bit of it in that documentary shots. Yeah. Yeah, bits of me and Lou talking. Right. And then he shows up at the end when we were launching the Transformer book. Right. That, which was the last of several that I had done with Genesis publications. But up there is Miss Kate Moss. She wanted me to shoot her. And I'm, I mean, I can't... I, even though I've shot a campaign, big one for Gucci, that's not... That's not where my spirit goes, you know? I mean, not the beautiful people, fantastic people to deal with. And he gets, he gets it, Alessandro Michele. The Gucci guy? Yeah, he was a very nice guy. Very nice. And um, so he... he How'd you meet him? Because they out. contacted me. Right. To shoot a campaign for her. But you gotta go and, you gotta meet with somebody, you gotta talk a little bit, show them some other work, and then they said, Yeah, it's cool, let's go ahead. What year was that? That would have been two thousand seventeen, I believe. Oh, and they were like, We want Kate Moss in it? No, she didn't get in it. Oh, uh, who was in it? Oh, there were Italian people. And also the daughter of Alain Delon and Catherine Deneuve. And she was one of the people. And she was, well, she was good fun. It's, um, 
But no, I never thought, and I never thought, oh, rock photographer. It was, it just happened that way. And that was got me excited. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't shoot something if you're never going to get any excitement out of it. Right. So I never ever thought about being, not that I have any objection when I found out how much money they were paying for a campaign. I thought, okay, you support the arts effectively. <laughs> yeah. And how many did you end up doing? Well, just did one big campaign, but it was quite a few shots. Okay. Over two and a half days in Rome. I'd just gone, I'd done this huge Bowie exhibition at the Museum of Pop mm. in um, Seattle. And um, I get when I came back to New York, I went to. I suppose must have flown to Rome to shoot this campaign, and then to London to launch the documentary. So it was a little bit of on the. It was lots of buzzing you, about. You were killing it. There were corpses everywhere. Darling. Listen, yeah. next time Gucci <laughs> wants a campaign. You tell him uh, that you that you uh, should put me in it. I think me and uh, me no, and you. No, I'll tell him like, if you want divine <laughs> insanity to inspire it all. I know a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 how, how much are you going to pay him? No, well, I want fifty percent. That's what the colonel used. You to. You could be my manager in this. Yeah, for fifty percent. Okay. I really drive cool. a hard bargain. <laughs> He, uh, these things just happen because they happen. I've shot a yeah. few things, but it was never that I sought it. Never like, they just came trotting along. Like, what do you call it? Um, what are the Ray-Bans? Mm. a bunch of stuff for them. And also, but, but um, when they get you to do these campaigns, you're, do they bring rock stars in so that it like, fits with the campaign? Normally or? they're too cheap to do that. Oh. Easier to get some kind of Look like local models yeah, yeah, and stuff. Well, yeah, because it's not about a personality unless it's really. like a, unless it's like a branding deal or something. Yeah, but got to be very careful of that. Yeah, to be too identified. You say, well, how did you get so identified with this brand? Um, they gave me a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> there was no other reason other than the fact that I liked the um, the designer. He was fabulous. Did you buy anything fun with the money? No, they gave me stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like what? A bunch of Gucci stuff? Yeah. Damn. That, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what kind of stuff? <laughs> I, could cut, I could get good favors from the wife. Shit. For some of that. That's nice stuff. Yeah. We I would have, like, Gucci slippers, a Gucci robe. I would be, like... I would be Gucci head to toe if I had your deal. He's a, he, <laughs> well, we're going to see what's happening next. <laughs> so why, I don't want to get intellectual about rock and roll photography. Okay. But I've had people try to, but I, I can't really explain it. I can explain the individual moves and how things pop up. But mm. why, that's a big fucking mystery. I don't know. And why we, did you... Also, it's timing. You were at a place that is in yeah. history that was like so cool. With a certain sensibility. So, which yeah, was, so cool to it, capture. It's like divine. And me and divine. Like divine because your sensibility matched up with the time. Oh, yeah. So fucking yeah. great. As it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, and, I wasn't and, like, I, I'd like to be at the forefront of the times as the culture shifts. Do you think you could arrange that for me? I think we're doing it again with uh, cooking with Joe and Mick. I mean, shopping with Joe and Mick. I think we're doing it all over again. All man. over in peace. In it. <laughs> like, It'll be one of those. Sky is the Kafka. limit. It'll be like a Kafka novel. Where you keep. Uh, and what, what's that movie uh, by Boone? Not Boonewell. Yes. By Boonewell. Exterminating Angel, right? Where they keep trying to leave the church. And they can't. Oh, I'm not fucking throwing this away. That's for damn sure. <laughs> did you just toss the joint? That's it. I did. But I think what we should do now yeah. is strolling. Strolling? Strolling. Strolling. Oh, okay, yeah, let's stroll. But I think we should go over here. This was the last uh, Ziggy Stardust tour, which was like June and July of uh, 1973 and he was in full you know the 
Well, Pierre Le Puff, as we used to call him, but David specifically called him Pierre Le Puff, um, did the makeup. He also did the makeup on Aladdin Sane and pinups. Died in the late 80s of AIDS in New York. He was a wild one. Anyway, that picture's been around a bit. It's been on book covers and it's, people like it. It looks like a painting. Yeah, it's amazing, mm -hmm. really. But how about, now this is not what people expect. Mick Rock, you know, normally you get some more butch photographer would shoot someone like Ozzy. Um, I know the family really like it. I know Kelly likes it. I know the wife. Because he looks, you know, he looks cute. In the end, I mean, fuck the art. He looks cute, you know? But he does look like a poet. Look, and the hair. Yeah, he and he's does young. look good. I think he's, what the fuck is this doing in here? What's that doing? Oh, it's your microphone. That's your microphone. It's been up my ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I clean it, but you know. But Kate Moss, now when was this? This was 2002. I met her. You know, that's how these things often begin. And I thought, um, well, she, just, she was, this was 2002. I just had these T-shirts made up with famous Lou and Iggy and Bowie images on them. And, uh, I mean, she was more rock and roll than a lot of rock and rollers were by then. But I couldn't hang out. I mean, those days were past for me. I had, uh, I had been through, you know, the trial by fire and been chopped open in December of 96. So I was officially retired kind of extreme living and um, I like the pictures there are certainly some are going into my new book I think I'm gonna like go back and find what I've got of Joe but I, I think the kind of leather fag look I think that's very Joe you know what don't you think so I think so for sure yeah well yeah. you know Joe he's a bit of a you know how's your father well <laughs> Oh, I love being strictly specific <laughs> to the point. So, Kate, yeah, I don't know why certain pictures really work. I don't know. I just fucking do it and get on with it. Because in the end, if you don't get on with it, there's nothing to show. Just by being, he's, he fucks up. I think that's the general thing. Just by the fact of his being. Who, Ehud? Yeah, exactly. He's all right. No, he's fun. He's Actually. fine. So what do you think about Nikki Six? Ehud wants to know. <laughs> I like Nikki. I, I, I want I'm him on the podcast. <laughs> you want him on the podcast? Yeah. Well, he lives in L.A. We'll go to L.A. Yeah, I know Nikki. No, he's in... Well, actually, I follow him on Instagram, and I think he's, like, in Wyoming right now. He's I'm like, a, I, yeah, who knows? He gets about. Like, which is, I think is cool. Like, I have that same fantasy of, like, escaping into nature. Well, I, he's, he's fun. I like him. When I met, I met him in 86, which is when I did the bubble bath pictures. Mm -hmm. But I've taken other pictures too. He's very bright. I mean, he was, because he wrote nearly all the material for Motley Crue. Right. And, um, and he's the one who hustled them to, you know, do about six farewell tours and God knows what else. And he did the heroin diaries. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think like that was going to be a musical, or was it a musical, or something? I'm not like that. sure. It would have been a marvelous musical, especially with him as musical director. And he's a photographer. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's the artsy type. Yeah, he's definitely, definitely. But the fact that he 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 kept them together and kept them going, you know, he'd be like, I loved them. It shout at the devil era. I, they were one of. They were probably my favorite band at that time. Really, I didn't know you were. A, I'm a huge fan. Uh, oh, fuck oh no! Oh, now we're gonna be friends again. No, but we're gonna never, be friends again over all, Motley Crue. Now we're in love again. This is where the secrets dude, of our success. You've never we're mentioned back. Motley Crue, dude. dude well, I, I, shout at the devil was like really? when that that album kills. Yeah. Like that album is so good, and I was like right at the right age when that album came wow. out, and it was like. A little bit edgier than Kiss. It was just killer. It, yeah. She's got the looks that. Yeah. Well, I should put a Monty. I wonder if I've got a Monty. 
if I've got any Motley Crue prints sitting around I here. would love that. See, that's something I'd hang in my crib in a second. Right. Like, full Motley Crue, not just Tommy Lee. Yeah, I'm full Motley Crue. Yeah. Like yeah, back Motley through, especially, Crue. Back, especially taken from, I know the photos you took of them. Whose idea was it to put them in the bath? I, I can't remember. It was 1986. So it it was one of several things we were going to do. I didn't shoot a lot in uh, there, but I did shoot I mean, in the ones with the glass, the ones with the candles. Yeah, we'd give them a little bit of an arty twist instead of just plonk, mm -hmm. you know. Did you hang out with them? Not like I would have in the old, uh, 10 years earlier, because I shot them at first. Aha! Oh, cool. <laughs> Uh, that that's amazing. <laughs> against the table. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I didn't. I never saw that photo. Yeah, I've done a lot of things you never thought of. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Are they? Are they? Are they wearing underwear? All of them? I didn't see any monstrous oh, penises wandering <laughs> about in there. Would have scared me. You know? Well, rumor has it is Vince is hung like a horse. <laughs> oh, wait, it's, the, wait, it's one or the other guy. It could be. <laughs> Hold on. Tommy. I kid, Vince. I kid. I know, I know. It's Tommy. Clearly it's Tommy. <laughs> but uh, he's, they still pop up, though. I mean, he's really milked it, Nicky. Yeah. They're, well, I don't I know mean, he was the driving force. They should make another no, he album. Was. Definitely. Why not? They're all still... Yeah, they no, but it was Nicky. Is Mick Mars uh, doing Saints okay? of L.A. or something not too long. That was long Mick Mars, ago. yeah. Mick Mars is Mars. ill. Is not a, He's been ill best. for a long time. Yeah, for, for a very long time. Yeah. But they like but to he's get... Got, he's gotten on with You it. know, the real... He stands there every tour. Yeah, to he's like, killer. He's got to do it. Because otherwise it ain't Motley Crue. Right. No. With them, right? It's been almost well. Uh, they had that Vince one thing. left for for a minute, and then they got the. You always have to stick with the same yeah, hair color. And they brought him back. You can't get a lead singer then and change the hair color. Right. It changes the band <laughs> too much. But that it's was too shocking. It's like get another blonde guy then, right, right. and that would have worked. Like it. Or just dye your hair platinum blonde. I bet it would have worked. It might well have. I didn't know you should be the art director, but I get the feeling you should. But yes. I like them. I mean, I like all kinds of stuff. If I can find them, I took the very first pictures of Lemmy. Lemmy. What, what was this? Motorhead. What, Motorhead, yeah. The, there was a different drummer. He was only around for that one album. Guys. Guys. It's amazing. Guys. What are you doing? There's the Yappity Oh, Yappity, yeah. The yap. peanut gallery. Does that mean they're monkeys? Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying Lemmy, sorry. Lemmy, yeah, I took a, there was so many things going on. Well, the trouble is I lost a couple here and there, but I kept the main stuff. All that Bowie and Lou and Queen and Iggy and Freddie and Debbie and Rocky Horror and Sid Barrett. You know, that's the Kappa. Who else has got, I mean, there were a couple of photographers who took a, Few have said, but nobody has got my collection. Sid Barrett, a mystic, no less. But he, he was, was touched. Well, no, he touched a lot of people. A lot yeah. of smart, like Bowie. Bowie was very impressed by the fact that I had taken LSD with Sid. Was he like, his music is so kind of, in a way, bizarre. Was he bizarre just in connecting with him as a person, or was he just no, normal? No, no, I didn't hell? find him that way. I don't know. I mean, some people did. You know, relationships are about chemistry with people, you know. Yeah. It's hard. Why do you two get on? Because you told me you'd have him, like, taken out if, if you could find the right opportunity. Wow. Yeah, I, I understood. Immediately. Not permanently, I mean, just no, like no, sort I understood. of... Yeah. Made to leave the country and, and, and yeah. not allowed to come back. Yeah, well, that's reasonable, I would right. say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're riffing on that I'm trying to get you killed. Oh, good. You got to keep nice up. Say. <laughs> deported? Like, no, oh, no, no, no. But I nice. lost the train. I downgraded it to just you have to get <laughs> deported out of the country and you can never come back. But at least I gave you, I let you keep your life. Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I think that was you very know. big. I think the fact you let you keep your life. Considering all that we've dealt with <laughs> we should do kundalini together have you oh, ever especially we we resurrect the kundalini then we'll be in fucking trouble let's do it 
It's amazing. I did my second ever Kundalini class yesterday. And it Are was, you serious? It was incredible. I've never done that before. I've oh, done yeah. breathing stuff, but like, and I've done a lot of hot yoga, a lot of the like, you know, Hatha yoga and all that, but yeah. I never did Kundalini much yeah, Kundalini or at all. Kundalini is the goods. It's, it is the goods. It's like the weird m- mystical one. And you can, you can do it anywhere. Yeah. It's, um, it's, yeah, for people that don't know, it's like lots of breathing, mantras. The breathing. Yeah. Oh, kinda, let's go and get doped out on... Uh, on oxygen. On oxygen, yeah. That's a big part of your <laughs> secret. Right? Well, I don't know if there's a secret. Or energy. But, yeah, if I've got things to concentrate on then, whether it's a session or doing something like tonight or whatever, a project, then I'll... Mm. That was cool. You remind me a little bit of Sean Lennon at times. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like Sean. He's a nice guy. Sean's a cool dude. We're trying yeah, to get he him is. on the podcast. Yeah. Too. I like his Twitter personality, too. Like his tweets and stuff are they're funny and they're smart. And, like, and yeah. he's, you know, he takes kind of rebellious stances here and there. Yeah, I don't know. I like him. I yeah, don't know him he, that well. He's done him some good music, but. although he didn't bother to pursue it particularly. He, he, um, but he is who he's still he is. doing it though. Like he and has a band. certain <coughs> thing in life. I mean, if you're one of John Lennon's two sons, yeah, he had that band with Les Claypool not that long ago. He's um, and his girlfriend and him have a band. She's a character. Yeah, she's. Uh, he bought a couple of my smaller pieces art, like the Bowie one I maybe showed you. Oh, okay, and and the Lou Reed one. Nice. So. Uh, I'm starting to push that out a bit more, so it's. Uh, well, I just enjoy. How are you doing going it. about doing that? Pushing you it know, out. I've a bit even more. done a bit of. Who was it? The guy from, but I don't have it. The guy from uh, Oklahoma City. What's his name? Flaming Lips. Oh, Wayne Coyne. Wayne, yes. And we did a project at his place. Where we both like had a, two bits of painting that were. We did a lot of spray painting. And uh, but I don't know. I th- I've got probably got a still of the outside, maybe a few. But I um, what are we thinking of doing? I did. We need one more run down to the end for for to finish that. Oh, I've did the bulk growing one. We did, I did the one with the guy. He owns my future, darling. You know. What? Who does? <clears throat> The villain over the road there, darling. The book publisher? No, the villain. Ehud? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the villain. Well, no, you could be the villain of the piece. You, you could cast him as the villain, couldn't you? What could he have done that would be so fucking awful, you know? What could he have done? Could have called, could have called me a cunt. And Behind. guess what? Yeah. A lot of people would actually be in agreement. I don't know. I feel like you're a well-liked person. Yeah, but lights by who? I don't know. Exactly. The New York night. Oh, man. I wallowed in New York for about, about a decade. It just went on and on. But the one thing I was not into, or the two things, or maybe three, was I never was a drinker. I didn't like heroin, and, uh, and I wasn't big on pills. I was, you know, bounced me off the ceiling. <laughs> and take your time. Lots of that and a certain amount of speed. Bounce me off the ceiling, take your time, that's acid? No, no, you can bounce off the ceiling with, uh, weed. with cocaine and oh, weed. Coke, yeah. okay. Depends on your state of being oh, going known, into yeah. it. Yeah, you see. Like, so, but like, and even when you were on coke, you didn't want to drink? No. Nah. Seems like you have to like make it mellower by drinking. No. Nah. Not that I'm recommending it. but No. Nah. <laughs> No, I didn't. I had a no. I had a big like blockage to it. I mean, I'm happy I did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had a good crack at whacking things out anyway between my near death and also the um, the kidney transplant. 
But they were good, you know, like, I don't think you'll be going back to that sort of behavior, Mick. Right. Because there's certain bells that echo in your head. Yeah. And, uh, and there's no way, um, I just don't. Well, it's just like, yeah, you have to be in the place of being able to completely go against your own side. Yeah, and but the fear, the fear is an ama- fear and pain are fucking amazing for straightening your head up. Exactly. I mean, they're huge. They're huge. I can't say that I, oh, no, I yeah. knew the time had come and I made an existential decision. No. Nah. Because I didn't. <laughs> it just yeah. kept going and... Uh, but I'm, I and think... the fear just, kicks in. Some AA meetings. Are, this is, you know, it's a long time ago. Um... I think because they say every seven years, your body, the material that is your body, and the other it changes. Yeah, regenerates. Rege- exactly. So I figure, well, that's gone. That old Mick Rock has gone. No, right. We kicked him out of the fucking door. He was becoming a pain, to be honest with you. Yeah. So I had to get rid of him. That's cool. Took some nice pictures here and there, you know? A couple, yeah. couple of good ones. The Ramones, for starters. Yeah. And the Dead Boys. I've shot those guys too. What do you think the Mick Rock of them would think of the Mick Rock of now? I think they think I was a boring bastard, you know. Really? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> no, it was very popular in my day. I don't need to be that popular this stage. I, uh, but I like doing stuff. And how is like this quarantine and all that changed what, where your head's at in terms of like you say you get into other things well no I've just gotten into other things it seems like things come to me right? and then I interact you know so uh, I don't draw any conclusions because there aren't any conclusions you start drawing conclusions and God will come down and smack you Yeah. I, I, I mean that's my fear that's pretty so, true but smack, you know, not fucking around shit. Right. Know, like a good thump upside the head. Mm-hmm. One of them. So, uh, but I still like Lewis Carroll, best of all. You are, I found it recently, a printout. Your old father William, the young man said. A couple more line, and then it goes, and yet you perpetually stand on your head. Do you think at your age it is right? That's a Lewis Carroll. I can't remember where it comes in, but I love it. That would make a good tattoo, like down my leg. You can have a tattoo down there. Yeah. You're gonna. Will you text me that or email? Oh, it to you, me? What do you want me to do with your legs? No. <laughs> I just want you to text me and think about my legs. <laughs> I knew there was something a little bit with this one, you know. No, that's beautiful. I love that Lewis Carroll. He's got great yeah. quotes. Great. Yeah, quotes. I didn't know that. Even through the Looking Glass, there's amazing. Oh shit yeah. And right. if you read it as an adult, you realize how fucking trippy and high he must have been to write that stuff. Yeah, it was that right. the old mushrooms it's out there. It's not uh, kid stuff, dude. Right. That was smothered in mushrooms out Yeah, there. yeah, totally. Yeah. And I know about Oxford and Cambridge because I went to Cambridge. Yeah, there is lots so of mushrooms the there in the cow fields. I mean, that's where yeah. they, they grow. So you yeah. can go pick them in the English countryside. Yeah. We used to do that at Real World Studios. Well, then you know, you have the inside track yeah, on exactly. the British experience. That was, it's a cool experience, that English countryside, hill, rolling hills and cow cow. Yeah, it's a bit like... It's beautiful. It's beautiful, but it doesn't energize. It does in a certain kind of way. Maybe it does. It tickles one's testicles. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> exactly. Gives you the old testicle tickle. You can never <laughs> underestimate that. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> testicles. Darling. The old testicles. No, tickle. we don't want to discuss fucking testicles anymore, man. No, you're right. They don't they they do look like something of alien. The way they just hang. That's true, right? they're, they're eggs. So you think they look like yeah. that monster from Alien? The you know, the black monster that he hatches out of. Yeah, and then the testicles. It's testicles weren't built to be really that good looking. I Man, for think. a guy who doesn't want to talk about testicles anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's often like that. You're both the one that doesn't want to say about yeah. them. <laughs> you can't get off the fucking subject. The English side is boring. That's why everyone wants to leave there, all the rock stars. 
You said it doesn't energize. No. It's all right if you want a nice, like, Stevie Winwood go and live out in the country, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I don't know which way any of it should have gone because as a photographer, there wasn't any obvious way for you to improve. You just, you took pictures, that's what you did. But it wasn't like, um, it was a purpose, and this is what I'm going to be, and I'll be the best there ever was. And you go, Oh, so how do you judge what the you know, oh was the best is good? Nothing's the best. Everything's can be in contention, but nothing's mm -hmm. the best. There's it's just about abundance taste. for all. What's that? There's abundance for all in there all is. ways. There is there is. Yeah. What was better, London or New York back in oh, the day? I preferred New York because it was more likely to get into mischief, to be honest with you. The drugs were better here, the girls were better here. It was more fun. Huh. The um, music was better here. But they had Actually the 100. Was, did you ever go to the 100 Club in, New, yeah. in London? Yes, I did. In fact, I shot some pictures, early pictures of the Sex Pistols there. Fuck. That's amazing. Sex Pistols. Mick Rock photographs. Yeah, I've got all, I think I've got the first pictures when Tom Petty came to America. A guy, what's his name? Tony. Dimitri Artis, who was uh, an English guy, uh, guy and, uh, and he was a friend of my accountant. And he had this American band called Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Wow. And they were, they'd never been to New York before. And so I went to see them. And I've, somewhere I've got the pictures. I never get round to sorting them out because there's, you know, all these other collections that seem to spell more immediate need how many, did you take a ton of pictures of them or just live shots or what? Uh, of who? Tom, Tom Petty. Petty. No, it was just that one time. He'd come to New York, CBGB's, being, it must have been the late 70s. Huh. I don't know why they would have paid there, but sometimes, you know, a booker just wants to get someone in somewhere. Well, it's the cool club, too. It has the history. Yeah, that, so that, it, that would, you know. you're right. That's probably was it. Musicians like to go to historical clubs and play. Yeah, we can get yeah. old. There's like a ghost that you get to interact with. Get old. With. Hope I die. Pete Townsend, though, still hasn't fucking died. I mean, he was wishing for it from very early on, and he still hasn't had the decency to just fucking do it. No, I like Pete Townsend. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> no, no, no. I think he's fabulous. I he's love a true original. Yeah. Pete, true original. Very difficult to compare his work to anyone else's. It's not like it and a blues tradition. It's hard to say what the fuck it was. And it wasn't like love music, really, was it? Mm -mm. You know? No, theatrical. Um, yeah. It lent itself to musical theatre. Very London. Yeah. Few on things. But He's very composery. Yeah. For lack of a better way. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. Early on. Mm -hmm. Look at Tommy. Rock yeah. operas. Yeah, he was... Um, no, I always thought Pete was... And then John Entwistle was such a crazy, amazing bass player, and then yeah. Keith Moon is such an insane, like, out but there I, I, Pete drummer. wonders why he didn't die as well, I'm sure. Because he should have. But he was into Keith, I know. It was more like Roger and John, if there were camps, but that would be... And then Keith Moon, who essentially in those early Who days was the, was the lead instrument... Right. He was really the lead instrument. It's un unbelievable. Nobody ever played Pete anything. was like the, was the rhythm guitar player. He held it together. That is yeah. like Keith and the Stones. Yeah. Where Keith hangs, holds it together more. Yeah. I well, guess. Charlie Watts holds it together too really yeah. well though. Yeah. Those relationships that bind uh, yeah. a unit. Because you think, fucking Charlie must wake up one morning and go, Ugh, I've got to listen to those two boring bastards mm -hmm. all day today. I'm going to roll over and fuck them. Did you photograph Ronnie Wood and them? Yeah, I did photograph Ronnie Wood. I love Ronnie Wood. Yeah, he's a very nice and very talented man. And he paints. He, 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 his, his ego is beautifully contained. You know? Have you ever heard his album, I Got My Own Album to Do? No, he was always, he was always complaining a bit about that. He always have to do, give Stones all his songwriting ideals and then get left with a bit of the leftovers. That's interesting. That album's really good, though. Well, he's a talented man. Yeah. Sorry to cut in, but the, 
Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers play two nights at CBGB's December 14th and 15th, 1976. Wow. I was there. Yeah. That's wild. And there's, a, there's a, the post. What month was it? December 14 and 15, Coming up. Well, I have been overworking with and, Lou. And the poster on the says, rock and roll heart, Tom so. Petty and, in parentheses, the Heartbreakers from Miami, Florida. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Look. It, see, that's just like being there, getting to be there. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I was there. But I didn't know who the fuck they were. How I mean, good, refugee. Do um, you remember that? how good they were or anything like I that? I don't really remember, no. That would be that probably like stuff like refugee. I mean, that was the first time I really my antenna. I That's such spring. a good song. Yeah, definitely. So be- like so melodic and rock and roll and fucking. And he had that simple birdsy thing going on mm-hmm. too, didn't he? And well, his, his voice was great. Yeah, and then so, and then he fucking Mike died. Campbell, is that the guitar player? Uh, yes, Mike, Mike Campbell. Mike Campbell. He's been he's touring fucking, with. He is, fl- he's great. Hasn't he been touring the with Fleetwood Mac? He's been touring with Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Him and Neil. Finn. Oh yeah, he yeah. took over for. Yeah, uh, he did two Lindsay guys Buckley. to replace Lindsay. They got Neil Finn and uh, and Mike. Yeah. One of them can sing. One of them can play guitars. <laughs> Isn't it funny the whole like blow up that cranberry juice guy that did the Fleetwood Mac on the that. skateboard and he just blew up. Yeah. He blew you. <laughs> nah. Nah. Long never actually happened to me oh, I was always man. open it happens every time <laughs> man that's funny so yeah. we're gonna go to the end there and just do a little bit more checking and then we gotta paint or are we no we're gonna have a quick if, if it's a half an hour frenzy we're gonna do that whatever the okay. fuck we're gonna do Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated.